Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode... Don't judge me. That's it. Wow, what an interesting uh, intro, honey. What? Don't <laughs> judge me. Should I have said that nicer? Uh, no, I don't think you should. Uh, we're all judged all the time, especially divorced people. Yes. And we have been... We've done the judging. Yes, we've been guilty of doing the judging. Um, and we've been the victims of being judged. And so probably a, will continue to be the victims of being judged the rest of our lives. No, probably. So we're in a unique position because we've been on both sides of this. Yes. I wish we weren't in a unique position to be on both sides <laughs> of it. Me too. But we are. Um, and so we can share our feelings about it, right? So, so let's go to why... Why people are judged. Divorce is a really scary thing for a lot of people. It's terrifying, and it should be, right? And, yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. And I remember when um, some friends of ours were getting a divorce when I was married to um, my previous wife. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, I really don't think we should be hanging out with them because divorce can be contagious. Yes, we've talked about this in a previous episode. I had the same... I had the same... Um, well, you were being the judge or of it, and I w- had the um, experience of being the victim of that when I had one of my friends say, I can't hang out with you anymore. My husband doesn't want me to. And I understand. You felt horrible, though, didn't you? Oh, it was so hurtful. It was so very hurtful. But I also, in the moment, I really couldn't understand because I was just in a pool of hurt. I mean, I was going through a divorce. My friends are dropping. I mean, I just... It was just so awful. But I understand now. I do. It's a scary thing. And when you see, you know, your wife's really, really good friend going through that and you think, ooh, what if they start husband bashing? Which, by the way, you can ask anyone. I am not a husband basher. I never bash my first husband. Um, I'm not a husband basher. So I wish I could have uh, made him feel better, but I'm sure he wouldn't have believed me. (laughs) <laughs> but it, there are there is research on this. If you have a friend, a close friend that's going through a divorce or a relative going through a divorce, you have a 17% more likelihood of going through divorce yourself. So it's not unfounded. It's not unfounded, but because I think it makes it makes you question when you're like, oh, well, they're getting divorced. Oh, that's so sad. And then I think you start looking at yourself and going, well. Well, they could make it through it. Surely I can too. Right. And it looks like an easy path. Oh, ye of little knowledge. Right. <laughs> and gosh, what he's doing is really annoying me. And, and, you know, you just start kind of questioning everything. You know what I mean? So, so I, why, so the fear is there. The fear is there. But why are people judging people that are divorced? What are the common judgments that we see? Um, we're selfish. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we're bad communicators. We're lazy. We don't really, we're not putting our marriages first. We're not putting our kids first. Yeah. How, how could you divorce? It's going to destroy your right. children. Maybe we didn't have enough faith. 
you're surely not religious enough. Um, you know, there's lots of, we could go on and on probably, but those are probably the main ones. So what's the truth? We gave up. We gave up too easily. Is there a little bit of truth in all those? I hope not, but maybe. I think probably a little bit. I mean, if, you, if we were completely selfless, if we were great communicators, if we, were, if we were doing everything possible all the time, if we only put our kids first, and if we just had enough faith, surely our marriages would be perfect. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I don't think so. Because I was going to say, I, I don't know what to say to that because I do feel like I did everything I could. And I think you feel the same way. Yeah. Um, we feel like we did everything we could. So it's a two-way street. That's the thing. A relationship is two people. Right. And if it's one-sided, it just doesn't work. Right. No matter how hard you try. Yeah. So before you go off and judge people for their divorce... Um, you, and even if you talk to both people, you're not going to get the truth. No, you're, you're going to get, get someone's, you're going to get one person's perspective, right? right? And even if you get both people's perspective, the truth lies somewhere in between. Right. Because people are speaking out of hurt, out of fear, out of anger, out of bitterness. And so it might get a little tainted in their retelling of what's going it on, might. right? It will. It will. <laughs> so, but... I guess what I want to say, and I was the one, I brought this up to you. I wanted to talk about this because yeah. we already feel when we're getting divorced, we're separated, we're right through it. We already feel like we're wearing this big D or a big F, right? D for, D for divorce, F for failure. We feel like it's all over our face, all over our clothes. We are just walking around with it, a neon sign saying failure, failure. We're already feeling that. And then when people are making these judgments about us and you can feel their judgments, because you can, you can feel it, you can see it. It is heartbreaking and it is, it's just, it just makes everything so much worse. It does. And, and some people will, you'll see people will avoid you. I said, this especially is in uh, like church for example. Right. Right. But it can't just, it's not just limited church. It's any, any social thing that you've been involved in. All of a sudden they know, everyone knows you're going through a divorce. Right. Right. Word is out. It spreads pretty fast. Yes. And you'll see people will avoid you. Yes. And I think a lot of times me going through it myself, I thought people are avoiding me because they, because of these judgments. Right. But I realized later on, they may be avoiding me because they don't know what to say. Oh, I think that's a huge part of it. Huge. I would say that's 90% of it, but there's also this 10% that they're thinking. But why they're avoiding you, for sure, they don't know what to say. They don't yeah. know what to say. Absolutely. They have no clue what to say to you. And, yeah. But also they're curious. And every once oh, in a yeah. while, there'll be a nosy Nelly mm -hmm. that will... We'll breach the subject with you. So why'd you get divorced? Yeah. And I've been asked that a couple of times. Oh, me too. Sometimes, depending on what mood I was in, sometimes it's refreshing that someone just came to the source, right? And instead of talking behind my back and whispering and 
And sometimes it's refreshing. Like I said, depends, depends what mood you're in. And sometimes you're like, oh, well, it's none of your business. Like, right? I mean, I feel like, you know, it's none of your business. Um, are they just are they just trying to find out because they want to go add to the gossip mill? Or are they trying to find out because they want to be there for you? And I think you'll know that by the person who's asking. Sometimes they just want to know. Right. That's what I'm Maybe saying. Maybe they're not adding to the gossip mill. Oh, mail. I see what you're saying. Yeah. They just want to know. Maybe they're just like, huh. Yeah. I thought they were the perfect couple and they're falling apart. Oh, man. I have heard that. I heard that. What? Yeah. You know, you guys are the perfect family. And then are they falling apart? So if that happened to them, how can I prevent that from happening to me? Right. So I think, I think there's a lot of motivation. There is. And you're right. I feel the same way. Sometimes it's nice for someone to just say, so what happened? So what happened? And you just go, oh, finally, someone's not just, hi, how are you? Giving that pat on your back and that. What can I do to help? Yeah. <laughs> Which is an empty, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like. Yes. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. What do you, if we have a friend um, that we hear is getting divorced. What do I tell them? What would you say? What would you, when you see them for the first time after you heard this, what would you go up to them and say? I would say, do whatever you can to stop it first from my own experience because divorce is awful. Right. And this is, it's already down the path. It's already happened. Mm -hmm. Then I would say, I feel your pain. I know what you're going through. When you are ready to talk about it with someone, if you're ready now, let's go talk. Right. Um, and then I'd hand them a little card that has our podcast on it. Go listen. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of help here. Maybe. Hopefully or there's at help. at least, if not help, then at least um, it'll make them laugh. Maybe I was going to say a few right? laughs. Um, no. And could I have ever done, shown empathy before my own divorce? No. No. In fact, I sat in counsel with people uh, periodically that we're going through and you know i gave them canned answers right you know, maybe you need to try a little bit harder to, right you know marriage counseling you know all those all those great things oh yeah but i really couldn't show empathy right now i can right i know what they've gone through right i know the feelings oh a roller coaster of feelings yep anger sorrow failure all those things are all the right. same so I, there, I do have a friend that's going through a divorce right now on Facebook. I haven't seen her in many years, but um, she is going through a divorce. And what I said to her, I sent her just a private message. And I just said, I love you. I'm here for you. If you need someone outside, because sometimes you want someone outside of your circle to talk to. Outside of your immediate social right. circle. And so I said, if you need someone out of your fringe to talk to, I'm here for you. I will listen. I love you. And sometimes that's all you need to hear is that someone cares, is willing to be there for you, um, and that you're loved. All right. So we talked about judging divorced people. Now let's talk about being judged. Sometimes we get a little overly sensitive. Yes, for good reason. I mean, well, our, yeah. <laughs> our lives are falling apart, right? And, and it's a terrible, terrible time to be going through. E even though divorce rates are high all over the world, there's still a stigma about getting divorced. Absolutely. You have failed. Right, right. 
And how do you get past that stigma? Well, that's a, that's a tough one, right? Because we still feel it even still today. Oh, I People. think I, I honestly feel like we will always feel it. I do. I feel like we will always feel it. Um, yeah, I don't feel like it'll always just seem okay. So do you, does that make you feel like you're always on guard then? Yes. Especially when we meet new people. Like, I feel like with our good friends, you know what I mean? Like, we're past all that. We're, but when we meet new people and we say, we have 10 kids. And they go, 10 kids? So, so that's a blended family. How could you have 10 kids? And then we say, oh, we're a blended family. And then you just see this little change. Oh, you couldn't quite hack it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's, it's more, it's like, ah. Uh. And then they want to know. They Ooh, 10 kids. How are you doing? Like, all the wheels in their head are turning. Like, how are you doing It's this? actually kind of fun to watch people it is. sometimes. <laughs> it is. And their curiosity is just like, bing. They want to know everything. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. But as divorced people, we feel like, I, I, I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I feel like. Previous divorce, by the way. Yes. Priest divorce. We are married people now. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. We're not me. divorced anymore, honey. <laughs> we are we are married people now. Previously divorced people. Thanks, sweetie. Um, we have to, I think we have to, we feel like we have to prove ourselves like double time. Like, right? When we meet someone new, hi, yep, we're the divorced family. Yep, we're the blended family. Yep, now I feel like I've got to like, Dad, da, da, let me put on a tap dance and show for you to show you that I'm an okay person. Like, well, yeah, because things are things are upside down. Most of the time, when we meet people for the first time, um, they get to know us before they start judging whether they'll be friends with us or not. Right. As soon as you say divorce, they judge us right away. Yeah, their guard is up. Their guard is up. And right? hmm, so what was wrong with them? What did they do? Do I really want them around? Yeah. Was. You know, there's lots of things. Yeah, do I want through. my kids to be around their kids? Yeah. Stop. I'm, I'm saying right now, stop it. I know that that's a go-to. It's a natural. Stop. We, we don't need that. I, and, I'm tell, and I'm saying this to myself as well, right? Yeah. Like we have to remind ourselves, this is not what people going through divorce or have been through divorce need. Well, because people that have gone through divorce or are in the middle of it, they just want to feel approved. And accepted by other people that care about them. Yes. Right? And sometimes, you guys have to realize, when you go through a divorce, some of their closest friends and or family don't care about them anymore. There's a loss. Well, I don't know. I, I, want, I don't know that they don't care about them anymore, but for whatever reason, they are choosing to distance themselves from you, which yeah, is well, what I had. Well, yeah. it, and it could be even your in-laws. Absolutely. Right? You could have a great relationship with your in-laws. You go yep. through to a, a divorce. Whose side are they going to pick? Of course. Well, sometimes they may pick you if you're really cool. But most of the time, they, they pick their own right. kids. Right. And all of a sudden, there's this big gaping hole there of, especially if you were married for a long time, not only you don't have your spouse anymore, but all that family, all yes. the traditions that you had are now gone. Yep. So you have There's a huge loss, a huge change. And... We need, we need love. We need acceptance. <laughs> love us. I, don't, I think just acceptance is, is good enough. I don't know. I need, I think I need to feel, maybe that's, a, maybe that's a woman thing. It might be. I need to feel, you know, I need someone to hug me 
and I'll, say, I'll hug you anytime, babe. and say, I know you will. But you know what I mean? When I was going through divorce, I just needed someone to hug me and say, I love you. You can do this. I'll be there for you. You'll make it through. Yes. Like sometimes that's just all you need. Well, and then we also have the other thing. Because you have this stigma, you feel like you're being, you, what's that? You admit this self, um, conscious self to other people. Right. Right. I, I wonder what other people are always saying about me. So now you're always worried about that. There was a great quote in the Huffington Post, uh, which was one of the uh, articles that we researched for this. It said, and I have to read it because it says, what people think about you is none of your business. I know. When you showed me that quote, I went, no, 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 you're saying that wrong. But no, and then I thought about it. I went, wait, what people think of you is none of your business. I love that quote. Yeah, so everyone needs, to, everyone needs to, to think about that for a second. Let us sink in. What people think of you is none of your business. So, Ooh, I like if it. If you're constantly worrying about what other people think about you, you will become paralyzed. Which I have at times. Yeah, I, same here. Yeah. Once you can disconnect from that and you know that you have some people that care about you. Right. And what other people think about you, you can let your guard down. And you can be your original self, your true self around them. Right. If they like you, great. If they don't, great. Their loss. Their loss, right? You know, and that's easier said than done. Because I remember, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, and there are some days where you can't go, you know what? Today, I'm strong, right? Today, I am strong. And I'm just going to show everybody, this is me. Love me or leave me, Right. And then there's other days where you curl up in a ball and you go, I just want everyone to, you know, like me and be happy for me and stop looking at me funny. Like, it's just, it depends what day it is in the beginning. Yeah. Well, and I think this is a great, a great little saying for your whole life, right? If you're always putting on a facade and always worried what other, no one can really get to see who you really are. So true then you're not forming really strong relationships. You're not letting people really accept you and love you for who you are. Right. So, and believe me, everyone out there will have someone that loves them and cares about them. Yes. When you're your true self and you let people in, what will happen? That can be very scary, especially after a divorce. And maybe you already did that with your spouse. Right. And they then turned on you. Right. That could be hard. But what I want to say here in this little section of our podcast is people out there, you know somebody that's going through a divorce, I don't care what they did. It doesn't matter if they're the ones at fault or the other or they're not. Show some compassion and love. They need it. Whichever side they're on on that divorce, they need compassion and love. And then those that are going through the divorce, got to open yourself up. Um, and you've got to stop thinking that everyone's going to judge you. They are going to judge you, so what? They are. They're going to judge you. Right. Um, so you can't just say, well, don't judge me. Well, Guess I can't. I did say that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Guess what? It's happening. It's happening. Uh, and, and you just have to deal with it and move forward. And yes, so like I said, some days it'll be easier than others.
Now, this is probably the hardest thing, at least for me, was seeing my kids being judged because of my So I'm divorced. I won't start crying. I'm divorced. Now my kids are part of a divorced family. And the statistics on kids of divorced parents are they're horrible. It is. This is this is a really hard thing to talk about. And here we are nine years later. Still talking. And about. it's still really tough because we did break our kids. Yeah, and that's probably the first thing that uh divorced kids are feeling is or kids of divorce feeling is that they're broken. Yep. And everyone around them sees them as a broken. Yes. And that breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. And so well, let's talk about it. this is this is gonna be brutal. Kids of divorced parents, they tend to have issues that most other kids don't have to deal with. Yes. Um, they have a higher percentage of mental health problems. They have a higher percentage in school of behavioral problems, poor academic performance, and then also risk-taking behaviors like starting drugs, sex early, driving fast in cars, taking risks. Right. They like to take risks. These statistics are well known in the in the um, family therapy uh, world today. So, when you have a kid that is maybe a friend of your kids coming from a divorced family, this kid has all those problems. Do you want your kid around that kid? Probably not. Probably not. Let's be brutally honest. But you just said these kids have those problems. No, they don't. They don't have to. They don't have to. That's the key. Right. That's the key. Do not assume. Yes, there's a higher likelihood they could have some of these problems. Don't assume that they do. If you already knew this family and you knew they were a good family, they still are. And to help these kids not go down that path, they need your love and help and understanding and patience, not your judgment. Well, and I think what happens a lot of times, it's a cause and effect problem. Do these kids have all of these issues because their, um, their social circles are destroyed? Because their friends won't play with them anymore. Mm. I think that's part of it. Right. And also, they're going to have multiple friend circles now because maybe mom and dad live in different parts of the country. Right. Or away from each other. We right. have the, the benefit of our kids staying in the same social circles pretty much. Right. Right. We only had two kids that really changed social circles when we got married. Jake. Uh-huh. And Sam, and Sam was four. Yeah, five Sam years started old. kindergarten here, so so not as much. But, but with yeah. Jake, that was a major shift for him. major shift. So shifting the the friend circles, I think, leads a lot into this. Absolutely. Now we are super blessed to have the most amazing kids that have been so resilient and yeah, so tough. And so kind. And they are just, uh, I just love each and every one of our kids so much. They have persevered through this. They really have. They really have. And you know what? It was with help, too. Yep. We recognized it. We were very concerned about this right up front. Yep. So we got our kids help that they needed, whether it was additional academic health or a counselor to talk to 
Well, um, if they let us. If they, yeah. <laughs> we might have had one Jake, not to mention any names, Jake, that... Just sat there went for to an the, hour. Went to the counselor and stared at the wall. And the counselor was like, well, you can waste your money. <laughs> and you know what? That's fine. Look at my Jake. Look how sweet he is. <laughs> I can sit here and talk about all the kids. Sorry, I don't mean to cry through this episode. I didn't know that was going to happen. But, but please, please, when you have someone that you know that's going through divorce or they're a blended family, love them. Be patient with them. Be understanding. Just give them the benefit of the doubt. Help them. Be there for them. Well, and also, I know it's really difficult for, for people that aren't in the blended family, the friends of. Um, time schedules are crazy, right? Um, we have really close friends of ours that we go over and visit with. We have dinner with them sometimes. And they said the other day, we don't know how many pulsifers are coming this time. Yep, they don't know if there's three or if there's eight. Yeah, um, so, you know, be mindful. You, you're going to have to be more flexible. But the joys of it are, are quite incredible. And like you said, our kids are, are very resilient. They've navigated through a lot of stuff. They have. Um, realize that kids of a blended family are dealing with two households, two bedrooms, sometimes a shared bedroom, sometimes not. Yep. Um, stuff is scattered across two households. They may see a, seem a little disorganized at times because it's hard. I, I couldn't imagine managing two households. No. These kids are doing no. it. And they're dealing with four parents' opinions, different disciplines, different eating habits. Like just you name it, it's happening. And yeah. so just please be patient and loving with them. One parent could be vegan. One could be a carnivore, paleo. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and these kids are in the middle of all this. Um, so be patient with them. They are good kids. They just need stability. That's the key. Right. So if you just rip your kids right away from these kids, from my perspective, um, and I can say this from my perspective now because I sit on the other side of the fence. Right. You are aiding and abetting to those instability that are causing these right. underlying problems. Right. So do your best to help out. Don't overstep your bounds. Right. But, you know, make sure that your kids are still treating them fair and nice. Yep. Now, all of this boils into something that I thought was really interesting. I just read an article by uh, Dallin H. Oaks. He was a federal judge um, in the state of Utah for uh, many years, and um, he is a leader in our church now. And he had this great article on final judgment and immediate judgment. This is my, my plea to anyone that's out there that has friends that are either going through a divorce or have been divorced and or, and or their kids. Final judgment means you have written someone off completely. They are no longer part of your life yep. because you've, of the judgments that you made. Right. You've washed your hands of it. You've washed your hands of it. You've did, you've you've decided, nope, not a good influence on my family. Not going to go there. Done. Yeah, cut them off completely. Right now, immediate judgment says I may make that same choice. Right now, maybe my family is going through enough turmoil. We don't need turmoil of another family. That's an immediate judgment, but always give them the opportunity to see them as they really are. Right. So 
Don't just cut them off completely. Give them opportunities to show you that they can change, show you that who they really are. Right. Or the situation that they're going through right now is only temporary. Right. That out of the other end on that, you may have a very resilient, long-term friend that you will need in your own life. Can I just end with bottom line? Just love us. (laughs) Are you going to cry again, honey? Lemonade moment of the week. Madeline has been driving us crazy. She's been very stress-filled because it was coming up that she was going to take her driver's permit test. I cannot believe she's 15 and a half, but she is. She has been counting down the days, literally, till she could get her permit. She wanted to be exactly six months before her birthday. And unfortunately, it fell on a Saturday, so it's two days past her exactly six months, but... You took her? I took her. She, I don't know how many practice tests she took. She spent three months going through the online course. We got corrected every time we were in the car. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> Did you know that at a railroad crossing? <laughs> yes, thank you. I learned some new things um, <laughs> that I didn't know that I probably would have failed on the test. Um, and she was so nervous the morning we go. 7.30 a.m. to go stand in line at the DMV. Because it's in California, so. Socially distanced. Another lovely, beautiful benefit of California. Our DMV is a mess sometimes. Oh, wait, all the time. <laughs> well, something interesting happened while we were standing in line. Um, two cops pulled a car over in the parking lot of the DMV. So this long line of people. Two cops come in. Immediately, within 30 seconds, four more cop cars come. All the doors open, guns drawn. So this ex- was right in front of us. This is so exciting. <laughs> this is like an episode of Leverage. Yeah, I was like, oh, w- wait, this is, is it a t- where are the TV cameras, right? Right. And uh, yeah, they, they took down some people, um, a man and a woman. As we're standing in line, Madeline's already stressed. This is going on. <laughs> um, an hour, two hours later, she comes out um, after waiting in line for, Two of those hours, two and a half hours later, I guess, whatever. She comes out, passes the test with flying colors, no stress. Um, So great lemonade moment. We have another driver. It's been a dry spell for a while. It has. She takes her first driving course today with a driving instructor. So then she can start driving with us. Officially start driving with us. Yes. Yeah. We won't. (laughs) We will. We will. Neither confirm nor deny if we've been in parking lots driving with her for some time. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby.